Happy, happy Sunday. I want to share an in practice column this week. In practice columns, for those of you that aren't like fully aware of what we're doing there, is a way for us to act on our onlyness. After all, we can't just think our way to a new approach. We must act and put our ideas into action, which is why some of my favorite columns are those. And if you, by the way, ever read anything and go, oh my gosh, I have a way of putting that into practice. I'm always open to your ideas and would love to work with you on getting that into a column. And so I wanted to share really a practice that I do in my coaching work. You know, when people ask me to consult with them on their onlyness, I use this practice a lot. And you actually read about it last week in the piece entitled, What Are You Listening To? I talked about how I've built an inner circle of people who have my back but I hadn't named what to do as explicitly as I want to do for you now. And I call it the noticing game. Noticing, to be aware of, to take note. It comes from the original Latin noticia, which is being known. And since onlyness is about that being known, I feel like this noticing is a really key practice. So here's how you do it. You step back from any exchanges, specific context, and notice the person's approach. So when I do this work with clients, I ask them to email me after having a conversation with their boss or whoever they're, you know, trying to negotiate something with. And I ask them to capture three things. Specifically, what did they say or do? Number two, what was their approach and what does that tell you about them? And three, what is the data that you now have? And just to kind of click down on those three things. So when I say, what do I, what did they say or do? I'm asking things like, did they acknowledge or validate your needs or did they brush you aside? Did they jump straight to problem solving instead of asking you what you've already considered? Do they talk in generalities or address your specific questions? So those are ways that you might like be able to go, okay, what are they really saying? What are they really doing in this moment? And then when I think about approach and what is it that their, their approach tells you, For example, if they brushed aside a significant concern, you might wonder if their approach is that they can't see you. If they jump straight to solving the problem, you might like observe that they're trying to be right or all knowing. If they talk about something different than what you've raised, they may not even have an interest in helping you. And so any specific what they did is then an opportunity to click down on their approach. And then the data is just really simple. Like, what do you want to learn from this exchange? What do you want to notice next time? Like, is it a pattern or is it, you know, a one-time thing? And then what does it tell you about what you need for your own onlyness to shine? And I should share that most of my clients really struggle with this, even though it sounds super straightforward, you know, the noticing game. For one thing, most people listen for the content of the conversation rather than the approach. So they're too focused on getting a raise or the new job or their increased scope or whatever it is that they're like pursuing, that they're listening for whether or not that is a yes or a no. And, you know, I sort of think about it as whether or not the piece is going across the chessboard. So is my pawn being moved forward? And what I'm trying to teach them is, listen, um, this focus on content versus approach means that you're not noticing who's on your side of the board. So, you know, in chess, especially there's no like split in the board, black pieces and white pieces can be on um, uh, 
the full range of the board, but you don't know therefore who's playing on your side. And what I'm trying to get people to notice with this noticing piece is who's actually able to help you. Because if you can't noticing that, you're making each move really independently of the other players on the board and you're limiting your own ability to kind of win or impact. So that's the first piece about why people struggle. The second piece people struggle with is, oh, it's so hard. Um, like if they think someone solved our problem, if they said yes, that we could then assign that that person was helpful or supportive. But I often ask people to reevaluate that. So if someone, for example, is interested in solving the problem for you, they could just as easily be saying to you that they don't believe in your ability to solve the problem or that you're not as important to them um, as to whether or not, I mean, like they may not like heed your opinion as to how the opinion solved, like how the thing solves. So they could go, hey, I'll take care of it for you. But that makes you the infant and then the parent. Or like I'm in a recent exchange with someone and they's like, well, let me just take care of it. And I'm like, well, does my opinion not even matter in this process? Do I not get to weigh in on the data as it goes along? Is it just this black box where I hope that you do the right thing by me, right? And that person was like, yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up kind of thing. Let me just make sense of it all. And um, and what that means for me, at least in that situation, is I'm being negated. I'm being deemed less necessary than that person, which is the opposite of onlyness being celebrated. And then there's the implication of all the noticing, which is why some people don't want to notice. So if someone routinely does unacceptable shit and now you notice it, at some point, it means you're going to need to do something about it. And sometimes we're just not ready to make that call. I see that from really deep personal experience lately. And we'd rather not notice that our supposed partners at work or in life are not standing by or with us. But if we can relax enough right? Just relax and be like, I'm going to be okay, regardless of anything here. I'm going to be able to take care of things regard, you know, that relaxing part. We can see data for data's sake. And we can be clear then about what we want, what we need from people around us. We can make that list. We can discuss it with them. And in doing so, of course, we can also give people the opportunity to step up. But we can't get to that stage if we're unwilling to look at the data. So that's the, that's the big sort of in practice and the reasons why we don't do it. And, and you've probably seen the meme around the internet that's very parallel to what it is I'm describing, but I'm just going to pull it out a little bit. It's, the, it's a dad who gifts his daughter a car. I think it's like supposed to be like a college graduation present or something. And he asks her to take it to a dealership, a pawn shop, and a car club. And the meme's point is the dealership basically offers, you know, like $1,000 and says it's old the pawn shop basically offers like a hundred dollars because you know it's not working and then i think it's the car shop that i think that it goes a hundred a thousand no thousand a hundred and then a hundred thousand or something like that and because of course it's an it's an antique and it has a great deal of value to the right person it's highly sought after and the memes point is that the right place values you in the right way and he's trying to teach her this in this paternalistic way. He's trying to teach her this by asking her to notice. That's really the point of the meme is about the value, of course, but just like, do you even notice who you're talking to and then what they're saying back to you? And so I thought we might this week and this week that follows this column do this noticing work. And, and just to be clear, I know a lot of you really struggle with the, I don't want to talk about me and my noticing and my situation in public forums. 
which I totally get. And uh, which is why so many of you have access to my private inbox whenever you write back to these columns. But I want you to point out this noticing work isn't just about your situation. So you could notice a colleague or a boss or a former colleague or a former boss and, and cloak it and really just say, what is it they're saying and doing? And what data does that provide you? And then if you could, because I think it'll be really informative and useful for all of us, just start, like just post a story here and um, your what did they say and do? And what did you think that meant? And uh, and I think we could have a really interesting conversation. And so I'll leave you with that. And I get to share my absolute one of my absolute favorite songs. If you ever see me running on a trail and like super happy, almost always this is a song that I'm singing. So I'm so excited that I get to use that song for this post. And it's Doctor Are My Eyes. It's by uh, Jackson Brown, which is about this moment where someone kind of opens their eyes, stops looking at things with rose-colored glasses and really sees things. Um, and it's asking someone else for, else for help for seeing things, which I'm hoping is exactly what we do when we post um, not only what we see, but then helping each other to see things. All right. I leave you with all that, my friends. Hope you're all well. <laughs>